Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The United States, Canada, Britain, other foreign countries have brought in several thousand troops to help evacuate foreign citizens and vulnerable Afghans. A former Afghan interpreter who assisted Canadian Armed Forces in Afghanistan is still working to get those who helped Canadian troops out of the country unscathed. His name is Assad Sharifi, and the former Afghan interpreter, political and cultural advisor to the Canadian Armed Forces joins us now on the Roy Green Show. Assad, hello, how are you today? Uh, good, how are you, sir? Hello no. to you and to your listeners, and thank you for having me on your show. Thank you very much for coming on. Tell us about your experience as an interpreter in Afghanistan. Well, my experience in Afghanistan was pretty uh, interesting, if I tell you. It was very unique. Uh, we were a kind of cultural uh, bridge between the Canadians and the Afghans. So basically without us, uh, the understanding, cultural understanding, linguistical understanding, political understandings uh, would have been uh, really impossible, if not, uh, you know, very hard. It would be very difficult, if not impossible. How did you become an interpreter? Well, I lived uh, in Canada, so I have been in Canada for about 20 years or so, and uh, I applied here, Canada asked for it, and I joined the Canadian forces, so I went there, and uh, I was serving with, uh, uh, actually, my first uh, mission was with, uh, just you mentioned, with Mr. Uh, Dennis uh, Thompson, General uh, Dennis Thompson, and uh, I was health cultural advisor. And then I moved on to uh, uh, General Jonathan One, uh, you know, the former chief of defense staff, and General Milner, and so on. How difficult is the situation in Afghanistan right now? Well, the situation in Afghanistan is very difficult. It's extremely difficult. The reason for it is not what people think. You know, people just see that. You know, some people will be pr- prosecuted or persecuted or, you know, revenged. But no, this is more about, uh, more than that. It's a hunger. Uh, it's, uh, you know, the government is still not there. There is no functioning government. So people who work for the government are not now all out of job. We had about 300, 400,000, uh, you know, all the uh, military and police uh, personnel. They're all out of job. And uh, most of the civilians, or out-of-job teachers, you know, anything that government administrators, everybody is out-of-job. So basically they have absolutely no income. And that disaster the international community is facing would be uh, hunger in Afghanistan rather than prosecution. But there is some of that going on as well. Uh, absolutely. I mean, that has been going on, particularly in Kandahar. We have seen some, uh, you know, videos and some scenes that people have been executed and people have been, um, you know, beaten and people have been uh, humiliated. Uh, those things are absolutely happening and they are a reality. And particularly, uh, women's rights and freedoms uh, are right now under serious uh, threat. We're chatting with Assad Sharifi, former Afghan interpreter, political and cultural advisor to the Canadian Armed Forces here on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Rick in for Roy this weekend. Tell us about your communications with people in Kabul, in Afghanistan. What are those conversations like? Well, the conversations are a very good question. The conversations are very tense. Uh, People are very, very, very depressed. A lot of people are not leaving their houses. 
and the banks are closed, so people cannot take even money out to buy food and stuff. And also the airport, what you were just mentioning, is that airport uh, is when the Taliban chase people, they come into the alleys and the streets uh, of, of Kabul around the airport, and people are extremely in trouble with them. Uh, because there are like throng of people just running around in the uh, alleys and stuff. And the local people that live there are, are actually very scared because they don't know what to expect. Have you managed to help anybody get out of Afghanistan? Well, the whole uh, team is helping them. I mean, the Canadian government brought some people, so I'm not alone. There are other people that, you know, some like General uh, um, sorry, M- M- uh, Lieutenant Colonel and other people that are helping uh, civilians and former military people to bring some people. We did have a flight that came to Canada, and there was 30 or so people on it, but the Canadian government is not going to release uh, the exact information to us yet. Asad Sharifi is our guest. He's a former Afghan interpreter, political and cultural advisor to the Canadian Armed Forces here on the Roy Green Show and the Chorus Radio Network. Rick in for Roy. Is the biggest challenge just getting to the airport? Is that the only way to leave? Well, the borders are closed, uh, absolutely. And I think that the Canadian embassy is closed. The American embassy has moved to the airport. So definitely, you know, people are getting beaten up there. And the good news is that now people have become a little bit more civil, if you will. Uh, They have more uh, formed lions, and they're waiting there uh, their turn. Uh, my cousin, uh, uh, he actually went to the airport the other day. People met him, and they told him that basically he was not qualified because he was a former uh, army colonel and uh, just you know he was uh, um, let go recently uh, when the Taliban took over. And uh, he said that they told us that there is nobody here. You have to be invited from Canada. How surprised were you that the Taliban's takeover was that quick? <laughs> it was, I mean, uh, like the entire world is a shock and at awe of how, well, you know, with the lightning speed they took over Afghanistan and how quickly uh, President Ghani decided that it was, uh, you know, now or never. And I think that was uh, very surprising for all of us. I would never have thought that the Afghan army, the Afghan intelligence, the Afghan police, national police, would fall so, so quickly, and they would basically vanish in the thin air. So what happened there? Well, I think the political will was not there to fight. i be honest. Like, uh, President Ghani did not want to fight. He didn't want to shed the blood. Unlike what Mr. Biden wanted was, uh, Mr. Biden wanted that the Afghan conflict continue, the Americans are going to get out, and then in uh, 90 days or six months the Afghan government is going to fall and they are going to, you know, pin the blame on the Afghan forces who have fought hard for 20 years and then the Americans are going to be free of blame and saying, oh, you know, the Afghan government basically fell. But President Ghani decided, no, if we fall, all three of us would fall. The Afghan government, the um, uh, America, American military, and also uh, NATO. So basically the three of them together fail together and that's very significant so was this a miscalculation do you think by president biden the allied forces or was this a miscommunication i think it was none of the above i believe that mr biden had in his mind when he came i actually wrote on facebook i said may god bless afghanistan mr biden always had this agenda 
because of his uh, attention is now diverted to South Asian Sea, and he is also, uh, you know, more focused on Iran with the nuclear deal and all that. So Afghanistan was really in his rearview mirror. Our guest is Assad Sharifi, the former Afghan interpreter, political and cultural advisor to the Canadian Armed Forces. You're listening to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Rick in for Roy this weekend. The U.S. has set a deadline of August 31st to get its citizens and up to 20,000 refugees out of the country. Canada has offered to take similar numbers of Afghan refugees as well. Are you optimistic or are you pessimistic that that can be done before the deadline? Uh, I am very pessimistic, particularly on Canadian side. Uh, the thing is that uh, Canadians don't even have, uh, honestly, uh, uh, a way forward. They, the people don't know where to apply, how to apply. Uh, they have made it very, very difficult for people uh, to... One is, one is, you know, when you have election right here, and they're you know, announcing we are going to bring 20,000 people so people can vote for them, but another one is, to basically do it and have uh, the, the forms ready, to have the process ready. Canada, Canada has no process. And I'm not optimistic at all that they are going to be able to bring 20,000 people in the next year or so. So your guess is that this election has really thrown a wrench into this evacuation plan, at least from Canada's side? Absolutely. I, 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 there's no doubt in my mind. It was very hastily decided that they will bring 20,000 people without putting any mechanism in place to basically how do you want to evacuate these people what is you know, your strategy what is your plan uh, you know what is you what what mechanism do you have in place to bring these people on how canada canada doesn't even have uh, anything set up they have for the former interpreters and people who work with the americans but that i'm sorry with, with canadians but not for the 20,000 people that they are talking about when that deadline passes, and again, this is August 31st, so, you know, it's just in a matter of days, really, just over a week. When that deadline passes, what is life going to be like for the people of Afghanistan? A uh, very good question. We don't know. The, 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 the truth and the honest answer is we don't know because there is no administration in Afghanistan. There is no, uh, we don't know what kind of a government will the Taliban bring, who will they, you know, unite with and what kind of laws and order they will bring, what kind of requests they will have from people, what they will expect from women or want from women, what kind of freedoms would be curtailed, and what kind of um, you know, administration they will uh, offer the Afghan people in the international community, and whether they will be recognized by any country uh, in the world. We, have, we are hearing that China may be the first one to recognize it, but we are still waiting. Russia has no desire to recognize them very quickly. The United States will not. And Canada, they're considered legally as a um, uh, terrorist group, the Taliban. So they will not be recognized in Canada. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.